you see yourself compared with how everybody else sees you is completely different and varies from person to person. So as long as you have a healthy perception of yourself, then that is really all you need to worry about because there is a lot of power in self-perception and learning to paint your own portrait. Welcome to the 12th visit to the self-improvement room where we talk about all things self-improvement, where we aim to improve the quality of our lives and move to the next level in life, whether that be more fulfillment, more success, higher achievement, better performance, or maybe it's just trying to keep your shit together. Either way, that's what we talk about in the self-improvement room and I am ready to dive into this week's conversation or topic of conversation, which is the power of our self-perception and how we can create our own portrait. And a lot of the time, we don't even realize that's what we are doing. And then we start to make the mistake of thinking that everybody looks at us the way that we look at ourselves. Now, in a world filled with external judgments and societal expectations, it's easy to lose sight of our true selves. But the essence of who we are lies not in how others see us, but how we actually see ourselves. And I've been exploring the seriously profound influence of self-perception on our identity and our personal growth because growing up and really struggling through life and recovering after a traumatic kind of childhood, I really had to change my self-perception. I hated myself. I didn't like the person I was because I didn't understand that I wasn't worthless yet. So I went through many, many years of feeling completely worthless because of the things that I'd experienced, because of the things that were said to me, because of the bullying, because of abuse, all of these negative experiences or events started to shape my thoughts, which then eventually shaped the perception that I had of myself, which was self-hatred, self-loathing, worthlessness, and just like I was an overall burden on, on the planet and people around me. And if you can relate, I'm going to tell you right now, that isn't the case. But it was a really long journey for me to learn that that wasn't the case because I was used to thinking and feeling that way. That was just where my thought process was because if somebody was a decent person, then why would they need to go through all of this stuff in life over and over If somebody was a decent person, why are they being bullied at school? 
why are the people that are meant to love and care for them not doing that? And that really, really can mess with your self-worth. And once your self-worth starts to fall and your self-love starts to fall, you become a different person and you become, well, I became a shell of who I really should have been and who I am now. So I want to explore that influence of self-perception on our identity and, as I said, our personal growth. Now, our self-image, it's really important to understand that it's not captured like, like a snapshot, like a photo, but rather painted by brush strokes of our memory. So we can consciously shape the version of ourselves that aligns with our aspirations or we can consciously or subconsciously shape the version of ourselves that aligns with us feeling completely unworthy. And it all begins, again, with the thoughts that we think and the habits that we create from those thoughts. Now, each one of us views our world through a very, very unique lens. Okay, that lens is shaped by our experiences, by our beliefs and our values, which again, all start back at thoughts. I know I bring that up all of the time, but if there is anything that I can get through to anyone, it is that thoughts create reality. Our self-perception is a culmination of those factors reflecting how we interpret and internalize our experiences. So recognizing that we actually have the power to shape our self-perception, it really lets us break free from the constraints of the outside world that we think define our identity, you know, based on our values, our aspirations, our habits, and then our thoughts. In our minds, we're painting this picture of who we are based on our thoughts that we consistently have. And when we start doing that, if the majority of your thoughts are I'm useless, I'm hopeless, I am worthless, nobody loves me, I am painful to people, people don't want to hear from me, I am a burden on people, what kind of picture is that going to paint? Because you're not taking a snapshot because everybody's perception of you and themselves and everybody else is completely different. We are all creating our own snapshots. It's kind of like that um, blue or gold dress on social media that goes around or the blue or gold shoes. You will swear by black and blue that you're seeing blue and you probably are whatever colour blue looks like to you because we just don't really know what it looks like to each of us because everything is perception. Somebody else might see the gold because it's perception. So if we can start listening to our thoughts making room for better thoughts, making room for more inspiring thoughts, then we can create a version of ourselves that aligns with our desired self-image. And if we can start embracing that self-compassion and then practicing gratitude, which is another thing that I've done my, the last eight years, and then nurturing a growth mindset, then that will help us have a better self-perception because 
self-compassion is something that I never ever rewarded myself with. And now I have a lot of self-compassion. In fact, I put myself first all of the time. And a lot of people think that that's wrong. But how the hell am I going to give to somebody from an empty cup? I can't help anybody else or love anybody else or nurture anybody else if I haven't done that for myself. It's almost unfair to say or it's almost naive to say that you can love and care and be compassionate for somebody if you haven't been for yourself because how do you know what that looks or feels like? How do you know you're giving the most or the best that you have if you haven't done that for yourself? I always say to people, if, if they're parents, I say, treat yourself how you would treat your children because they are watching you as they grow through life. And if you are hard on yourself and you don't fill your own cup and you don't love yourself and you bring yourself down, they learn that. They learn that. And so does everybody else around you your friends, your family, your co-workers, they will learn to treat you from the way you treat yourself. And I was saying this to somebody the other week. Uh, at my music school we have 120 families and there's not one family that ever, ever mistreats me, that is ever rude to me, that treats me with anything other than complete respect and I really believe that that comes from the way I treat myself you teach people how to treat you our self-perception is often created from again our thoughts which have created limiting beliefs so thought habits habitual thought patterns create these limiting beliefs and they restrict our potential and they're generally formed through past experiences or external influences but what we often forget is that our past experiences live there they live in the past they can only be detrimental to you and hurt you if you are thinking about them if you are having consistent thoughts about things that have happened in the past or experiences that you're having in the outside world, then they're going to have a detrimental impact on you because they are there consistently and that is creating your life. During my personal development journey, I went through a time where I started questioning the validity of my thoughts. Where are these thoughts coming from and where... Where is the proof? Why am I always having these thoughts? Yet I'd had experiences in my life where I was thinking about situations that made me feel awful and I would get to a point where I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to experience that anymore and I would just shut off and I would stop and I wouldn't think about those things anymore and they wouldn't be a problem anymore. And that happened quite a lot. In my life, I was, I was able to stop thinking about particular things so they didn't affect me anymore. And I was obsessed with how I did that because I let go of things that had eaten me up for years in an instant. I let go of hating people that I had hated for years in a split second 
but I wasn't sure how I was doing that. And for me, it was just about going, I don't want those thoughts anymore. So every time one of those thoughts would come along, I'd be like, I said, I don't want them anymore. What else is there? And by doing that over and over, I found that they just stopped coming. And now I have a lot more control. And I don't like to say that you've got control over your thoughts because I really don't think that you do. But I think that you do have control over which ones you give power to. And that's what I have the most control of now is which thoughts I choose to give power to. Which ways can I look at this situation? How am I making this thought or this situation what it is by or through my thinking process? So if I'm having an argument with someone and I don't argue with too many people, mainly my kids, I just think to myself, how else can I change this? How else can I see this? What am I doing or how am I feeling or what am I thinking to make me react this way? Because it's not them even though I think it is, even though I think, oh, it's their fault, they're yelling at me, they're abusing me, well, only if I take it that way. And sure, they will yell at me and I will just say, okay, when you're done, let me know and we can have a chat. Instead of getting angry and upset, and again, that is not exactly reframing my thoughts, but it's thinking about what is making me feel that way. What thoughts of mine are making me feel that way? And by doing that, it has completely changed my life. I'm a lot calmer. In fact, I was, uh, I've told a little story before where a couple of years ago, it's the last time, but I absolutely lost my mind at this woman because I just bought my new car and I'd saved for so long and I was so proud of it and she opened the door her car door on my mirror and I didn't say anything and then she bumped it again and I said please watch the mirror and then she looked at me and did it on purpose and I lost my mind I am talking incredibly so in fact it was one of the last times I even swore because I was so mad at myself but I said every single word under the sun that you've ever heard, I I tore shreds of her. I insulted her every way that I possibly could. And in the end, I, I didn't feel very good about that at all. So from then on, I thought, how can I, how can I not have that happen again? And just the other week I was in McDonald's. My husband and I were on our way to the APRA Awards in Sydney, which is... Um, kind of our musical songwriting awards for the country. And we had stopped to grab a, he grabbed a coffee, I grabbed a tea from McDonald's and I was walking to the bathroom and a lady just barged into me and she said, that wouldn't happen if you weren't sitting on your phone or walking with your phone. And I just looked at her and I said, you're absolutely right. And then I put my phone away and continued with my day. And for me, that was like, wow, where did that come from? Because once upon a time, I would have given her a piece or every piece of my mind because that's the type of person that I was. I was very quick to anger. So that was a really great, another great experience where I realized that, okay, well, I clearly have a lot more control around 
my thinking and how I am responding to the outside world. And that's a very empowering habit that I have created. And it's habits that allow us to build the type of life that we want. It's habits that can shape our thoughts to a point where they do change our life. So by consciously developing habits that align with how you want to be, how you want your self-image to be, you are physically creating yourself. And we do that subconsciously anyway. So however you are as a person right now, however you feel, whatever your values are, whatever your beliefs are, whatever your self-perception is, that is what you have created. So you can either keep that and if it's working for you, then that's fantastic. But if you don't like it and it's spiraling, then it comes back to what thoughts you're having about yourself and how you perceive yourself and understanding that firstly, you perceive yourself incredibly differently to everybody else. You're probably way more harsh. And secondly, you can change that perception that you have of yourself. True perception, I think, arises from embracing your authenticity. If you listen to any of my work throughout the years, it's always been about trying to be as authentic as possible, which is why I share a great deal of my life with you. It's not something that I ever planned on doing, but I just feel like if I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm saying, hey, I've got some things to say that might help, then I at least owe you the courtesy of telling you why they might help and showing you how I was able to even figure out that these things were helpful. So it's really about honouring our uniqueness and our values and our passions without actually comparing ourselves to others. And that's a big one. So many people compare themselves to others and they're worried about what other people think. I was teaching a group of teenagers and I said, okay, who wants to go first? Who wants to get up and sing a difficult piece of a song uh, that you've been working on first? And nobody put their hand up. And, you know, sometimes I would bribe them (laughs) with chocolate. So whoever goes first, they would be the ones to get the lolly or the chocolate. And that usually worked. But I didn't really want to do that this particular night. So I just said, somebody tell me what the problem is. What's happening here? What are we feeling? Why are we feeling like this? And one of the girls, and she's really well-spoken, gorgeous girl, she said, well, I'm just really worried at our age, everybody really judges us. And I don't want to go first because I will feel judged and compared to everybody and that makes me really nervous and I just don't like the feeling I said that was a beautiful explanation thank you very much can anybody else relate there's eight kids in the class and the other seven raised their hands and I said so every one of you feel this way and they're like yes this is exactly how we feel like she has just articulated it basically so well that's exactly how we feel and I went and I asked them all individually do you feel that way do you feel like everybody is judging you and watching you and getting ready to judge you and they're like yes absolutely 
And I gave them a moment in silence and I looked at them and said, if there are eight of you in this room and eight of you are worried that somebody is judging you when you get up here to sing, who is left to judge you? Who's left doing the judging? (laughs) Especially at your age. I'm literally the only one here left to judge you. And you guys don't feel judged by me. I am your teacher. And they all laughed and three of them put their hand up to go first because they realised that we're all walking around thinking that everybody's paying attention to us when we're all just paying attention to ourselves and trying to figure out what everybody else is thinking about us. And nine times out of ten, that's what most of us are doing, which is why I always say what other people think about you is not your business. And my students, they get, and even my clients, they get quite frustrated when I say that. They're like, well, it is my business because it's about me. Like, well, it doesn't really matter if it's about you. It's still not your business because it's their thoughts. You don't own their thoughts. You don't own the place in their head that they pay attention to you. So it's none of your business. So just forget about it and move on. So that's a really, really great lesson that I had learnt a little bit earlier in life was, you know, we think we're being judged, but we're not. Everybody's just worried that we're all being judged and there's nobody left to judge. So just remember that you are not how others see you. You are how you see yourself. Self-perception is a deeply personal journey and it goes way beyond external opinions and societal pressures. We have to understand that our self-image is not a fixed photo. It's not a fixed snapshot. It's a painting created by our memory. If your memory is anything like mine, you cannot rely on that painting, but you can consciously shape the version of yourself that reflects who you want to be. And you can continue to change that painting. And if you're ever scared of going back to the way you were or thinking or feeling the way you used to, I often hear people who are experiencing depression or they're experiencing anxiety and they start to feel better. They're very, very, very scared of waking up and feeling that way again. The thing is, if you realize that all of this is created from the inside, from our thoughts, then you're the one that actually has the control and the power at the end of the day to make sure that it doesn't come back. So it's not like it's just waiting out in the ether for you going, I'm coming back to haunt you. (laughs) I'm looking for you. I'm just waiting for you to put your guard down. You can put your guard down because you are the one in control and you are the one that has the power. And that is the best thing that I've ever learnt. And that's the one thing that has been so true in my change, in my journey of change. It really does begin with thoughts that we think and the habits that we build around those thoughts. And then we from there create our self-perception. So if you can understand that you're building your life through your thoughts and then the habit of those thoughts, then you can create a self-perception that will be authentic and that you will love and you will be happy with. 
because you've created the life that you choose to. It really doesn't matter how anyone else perceives you. It matters how you perceive yourself. All right, that brings us to question time. And if you've got a question for the show, you will remain anonymous, but we will put the link in the show notes so that you can send your question in and have it answered on the show. Now, today's question relates to last week, which was episode number 11, where we were talking about anxiety. And the question is, how can you just stop anxiety that you've been experiencing your whole life by changing your thoughts? Okay, uh, that's a totally fair question. Uh, the first thing that I would like to address is when you say you've been experiencing anxiety your whole life, it might feel that way, but when we're born and when we're just little babies, we don't experience that anxiety. So there is a period of time where we are okay. And that is usually because we haven't had all of those intrusive thoughts build up. Now, you might be feeling like, you know, I've got 20, 30, 50 years of anxiety. How am I meant to let that go? And the answer really is simple. It's probably just not easy. But you have to pay attention to the thoughts. And if you are struggling to change the thought, have a new thought, get rid of the thought, reframe the thought, then that's where you need to stop and just take a moment and connect with that intuition or that inner wisdom and just say, you know, what else is there? Because I've had these same thoughts for 50 years or 20 years and I don't want to have them anymore. So instead of grabbing onto the thought and holding onto it and letting it spin round and round and round in your head for hours or days or weeks, months or years or decades, just say I'm sick of having this one. What else is there? And give yourself some space to bring something new through. And I guarantee that will happen. Something new and something helpful relating to the issue or the topic will come through. But it just takes a little bit of practice. And it's far quicker than you would think. So just try and keep a bit of an open mind and go, you know what, there was a point in my life where I didn't feel anxiety and I can get back to it. I hope that helps. And in saying that, that is just my advice. If you are suffering from anxiety, if you are suffering from a medical condition, you're best to see a professional health expert or medical practitioner so that is my advice I hope it helps and I hope that you guys can join me next week in the self-improvement room for gosh it will be like our 13th visit that is just the year is just speeding by all right until next week stay safe and stay well